Pastor Varun and Pastor Don Mahaprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, we honor your word. We value the word of God so much. And we want to be changed. We want to be transformed by your truth, Lord. Lord, let this teaching be not just information, but will be a revelation to our spirit and our soul and help us to see what you see. Help us to have the understanding, the spiritual insight and wisdom. And please, Father, at the same time, impart the faith of God into this word that you want to speak to us, Lord. That we will not just know about it, but we have faith and we walk by faith, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. We were talking about being disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we learned about how to become a disciple and what the disciple should do. And one thing that we need to understand is the privilege of being a disciple. It's so good to know the privilege. A long time ago, about 10 years ago, a man came into my office. He came from the government, and I thought, what's going on here? Why he want to meet me? So when he sat down with me, he said, uh, Dr. Lahaprasit, I really want to help you to become an American citizen. Because at that time, I was holding a green card. I came into this country as an immigrant. And I said, oh, how? He said, I will take care of everything for you. You don't need to go to class. You don't need to do anything. He just came to me in my office, hand me the paper to read about 10 pages. And... All those papers have the answer already. I just have to memorize. And then he come back with question, so I know the answer. He just prepped me everything to pass the test to be American citizen. Yeah, he set up the old time that I, I went to a place and I make oath to become American citizen. I remember that when I gave up my green card, I have to return the green card at the table, and they handed me the naturalization of being American. Ah, I feel so good. Now I have the privilege of being American. Now everywhere I go in the world, I'm not just immigrant in America, but I am an American. I know my privilege now. I can vote. I can own the land. I can so many things that the privilege come along with being American. And very nice when you go out of town and you come back to America and you hold an American passport. Every time I walk to the airport in SeaTac Airport, the immigration guy look at my passport. I look Asian. I spoke with accent, but I'm American by law. So he just looked at my passport, swiped through the computer and handed it back to me. No even stamp. I just walked through. Maybe one minute, that's it. I remember when I used to come into this country with my green card and Thai passport. It took a long time. They asked me, where did you go? What did you, what did you do there? Oh, they asked all the questions because they, would, they did not trust me because I'm not American. But even though I look Thai, but I have the American citizenship. And it's, it's such a privilege to be an American citizen. 
You may not feel that way because you grew up here, but it's a big privilege for me to be accepted by this nation, to be a part of the nation. And since that day, I'm really loyal to this nation. I pay my taxes. I do everything to build this country. I will not uh, hurt this country because I'm part of this country now. The same thing with discipleship. We were in the world. We were in darkness, and now God. Call all of us, appoint all of us to be His disciple. I think, as a disciple of Jesus, we need to really understand the privilege, that honor. If you don't understand that honor, you can walk on earth here as a disciple without blessing. You just think, "Oh, I'm an, another student in the school. I'm not. An, I'm just another nurse in the hospital." I'm not just, just another doctor in town. No, I'm not just a doctor. I am a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. I am a servant of God, and as a servant of God, I have many privileges. The first one I'd like to talk about the privilege is in Ephesians chapter one, verses four to five. Ephesians one four through five. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons of by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will. The first privilege we talk about is we are chosen. Can you imagine, out of many hundreds people at Seattle U, out of many thousand people at University of Washington, out of hundred thousand of people in Seattle, God picked you. God handpicked you to become His disciple. He chose you from before the creation of the world. You were picked by the King of all kings. I think I told this story before. I first came to America in 1985. My English was very weak. I don't. I did not understand American culture very well, and. The way I acted, the way I spoke, it's so clear. I was a foreigner, and I was standing in the ICU room at Harborview Hospital on the ninth floor, seeing one patient. A group of doctors walk in, and I never forgot that day. They look at me because I was the only Asian and foreign, not just Asian. I was foreign because University of Washington is a very prestigious medical school. They never took any foreigner to residency. They never took any minority because it's so prestige university. It's hard to get into the training program here. And all these attending doctors look at me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Who, who is this guy? Why this foreigner standing here in this prestige training program, neurosurgery program? At that time, I was so mad. Wow, this guy really discriminated me. They didn't like me because I stepped into their program. Suddenly, I heard the voice of God. Don't react. Just love them because you are a child of God. You have the Father in heaven. You are picked and chosen by me to be in this city right now to serve me. Don't react. You need to know who you are. Right then, I feel peace. Feeling my heart right away, I smile back, and just love them. 
I didn't react. And a few months later, all of them became my friend. They all accepted me. They all liked me. Why? Because I didn't react. I just loved back. I knew who I was. I knew that it's my privilege to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So when you walk at University of Washington, you walk into the class. You need to understand, I am chosen by God. God even gives you the special title. If you read First Peter, chapter two, verse nine. First Peter chapter two, verse nine. You have a title. First Peter chapter two, verse nine. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Mm. You are a priest of the King, royal priesthood. Wow, you are special nation, special people, holy nation. Do you feel that way? Do you believe that you are special, peculiar people? <laughs> Some scriptures say peculiar people, special people. You are chosen. You are royal priests of God. Amen. One of these days, some of you are gonna. In soon, you're gonna go up to get the diploma. You graduated from university and you become maybe a nurse or maybe a you become a accountant or something. You know, you finish the school and you feel like, wow, now I finish. I'm I'm the the certified accountant. That's how I feel when I finish training to be neurosurgeon. I feel, wow, I'm I'm special now. I am a special trained doctor. I'm like a Rambo. I can hit. <laughs> I'm special trained. Uh, what is that Rambo in the uh, called Green Beret? Rambo was in the Green Beret. Is that right? He was specially trained to fight the battle. Your guy are specially trained to fight the devil. You're gonna bring the light into the, this world because you are the disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Special soldier chosen by God. So you need to know who you are. Everyone say, I am, I am chosen, chosen by the King of all kings to bring the praises of God on earth. Amen. Remember that, okay? Every single day you wake up, you know you are special. Look at another scripture, Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Hmm. The second privilege of being a disciple is that Jesus is your Savior and your sins are forgiven. Amen. You don't need to walk around in guilt anymore. You are righteous people. I don't call you sinner anymore. Rachel is not a sinner. Amanda is not a sinner. You are righteous. You are the saints. You know the word saints mean? I remember when I was in the middle school and high school time, I was in a Catholic church, a Catholic school. And they say, called St. Paul, St. Peter. I thought, wow, these people were special. They were called saints. I'm just a, just a student. But later on, when I study the Bible, I find out that my Lord is Jesus. And my sins are forgiven. Amen. I am sanctified. I am cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Legally, I am the saints of God. 
so you can call each other Saint Matthew, Saint Eric, Saint Rachel Tian. <laughs> you are saints because you are righteous people now. That is your privilege. You walk around on earth here, serving people in this generation as the saints of God. You are cleansed. You are not sinner anymore. Amen. Don't call yourself I'm a sinner. You are not a sinner. You are the saint, because you are washed by the blood of Jesus. Jesus loved you so much, and He changed your title from being a sinner, from being a bad people, to be the righteous people, the saints of God, people who are sanctified by the blood of Jesus. That is the second privilege. So remember, I am the saint. I am special people, sanctified, cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Look at. Another scripture regarding your privilege of being a disciple, Galatians chapter four, verses six to seven. Galatians four six to seven, and because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying out, "Abba, Father." Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. When I was growing up, my mom was very busy with business. She is a businesswoman. She opened a salon, now doing hair. She has many, many employees, hairstylists. She is very busy day and night. My mom rarely took care of me, and she is very socialized woman. She was not a believer, so after business, she went out with her friend and party. So most of my life, I was taken care by my dad when I was growing up, and I never forget that in the morning. My dad would send me to school, a Catholic school called Asamchan School in Thailand. I know that in the evening, I love to play soccer. So at the, after the school, 3:30 p.m., I went down to the field, play soccer. Ah, oh, so fun! Run around, and I try to finish my homework before I play. Half an hour, I would I would do my homework, finish it, and then run out into the field and play. And I knew, and I knew that by around 5:30 or 6 p.m. My dad would show up with his car, and I would go home safely. He would pick me up. When I got the medal because I'm number one in the class, my dad would take me out to downtown Chinatown in Bangkok, and we would buy gift for me as a reward that I get number one in the class. So my dad took me to eat. My dad took me to vacation. He was really taking care of me. And I know that the food would be in the table. I knew that my dad loved me so much; he took care of me. In fact, even when I had a girlfriend named Da, <laughs> <laughs> around um, high school time, I began to date Da, Hasada. <laughs> She was my first girlfriend and the only girlfriend, and we know each other since I was 16 years old. We were like. <laughs> <laughs> She was 15. I was 16 when we were first became boyfriend girlfriend. And I remember, Pasadar family was not well to do financially. They were not rich, the parents, but they were good people. And I even remember that my dad gave 500 bahts to Pasadar every single month for a few years. Wow. I didn't know at that time, but Pasadar told me later on that you know your dad took care of me too. Because I did not have money to go to college, she was 
not in the rich family. So my dad not only took care of me, sent me to school, paid for my school, bought a car for me when I get into university in, in the medical school. He even took care of my girlfriend, Pasada. So when I read Galatians four six to seven, I totally understand the word "Abba Father," Daddy. In my country, I call my dad Papa because I'm Chinese. So you call your dad Papa. Your dad loved you so much. You don't call him Father. You call him Abba Father, Abba, Daddy, or Papa. So the third privilege I want to explain to you is that you have. The best father in the world. Your earthly father may make mistake. He may sometimes ignore you. Maybe he's not sensitive to you. Uh, yesterday, I went to watch the movie with Pastor Caesar. I took his family out to eat lunch, and because they will be leaving to another church, so I say, okay, let's go out, had lunch together, and we, the whole family, including his kids, watch movie together. And the movie called Seventeen again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cry at the end. Oh, I was because that dad, Mike, is that Michael? Michael, I think Michael. His name is Michael. He changed after he went in to see what happened to his daughter and his son. And I was crying because, wow, that is so important. You see, and he is, he was not a perfect dad. He made mistake. That's why he got into divorce in that movie. But I want to let you know, we have the best perfect dad in the whole world, and his name is Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nissi, Jehovah Rafa, Jehovah Ra'a. He is the best dad. You can wake up every morning. You can walk into your school. You can walk into your workplace. Whatever you do, you can have confidence. My daddy in heaven will take care of me. He will guide me. He will protect me. He will lead me to the best place. He will lead me to the best people. He's gonna give me the best husband. Amen. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I was looking. <laughs> best husband. <laughs> take it, take it. <laughs> he will give you the best wife. Okay. <laughs> he will give you the best. He loved you so much. He want to bless you. That is the privilege of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. You have the best dad, and you can have confidence. My dad will never forsake me. He will go before me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I will be the victor. I'm not a victim. No matter what happened around me, God is on my side. It is for me who can come against me. Amen. So that is the privilege of being a disciple. We have a good dad in heaven. Amen. So let's look at another one, another privilege of being a disciple of the Lord Jesus. Acts chapter one verse eight. Acts chapter one verse eight. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and into the ends of the earth. Hmm. When I watch the movie like Superman, I like comic movie. Superman, Spider-Man, Iron Man. I love to watch all those movies because it reminds me of the power of the Holy Spirit. That these people <laughs> were supernatural. They can fly. They, can, they could do a lot of things supernaturally. But I want to let you know that we have that privilege too. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, who created the heavens and the earth. The same Spirit 
that worked in King David that knocked down Goliath, the same spirit that was in Paul, the same spirit that was in Peter, and is in Jesus, is in you and me, Amen. and he is supernatural. He is powerful. You are not just simple student in the school. You are mighty people. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You can decree. You can speak. You can command things to happen. You have the power of God to witness, to tell people. I remember one time, a long time ago, when I started to go into the move of God, into the file of God, I went to the meeting with that pastor, the pastor who introduced the file of God to me. I remember that day he looking up to the balcony where the sound man was sitting, and he looked at the sound man and he said, "Fire!" Like this, he just pointed the finger and fire. The sound man fall under the power, fell, knock on the ground, and I was sitting and look at this man. How can he do that? It's a pastoral meeting. Another pastor walk out of the chair, gonna go to the restroom or something. I don't know what he gonna do, but he was walking out. And this pastor said, "Fire!" And that man fell to the ground. Couldn't go to the restroom. <laughs> and everyone laughed in that meeting. Anyway, the, this pastor has a lot of sense of humor. I was talking to God. You know, God, how come this man was able to do that? Why I couldn't? And the Lord answered me, "Faith, because he had faith in the anointing." That was in his life. So, this lesson actually that I'm talking right now, the privilege of disciple, actually you need to mix with faith. Amen. Sometimes you have something in you, but because you don't have faith, it doesn't work. It's like you have a car, a key to the car, but you don't have faith that that key can drive that car. So you just sit there forever, and never drive that car. You go on the bus again. The same thing if you have faith. That you have the Holy Spirit. When you get up on the stage to sing song, you say, "I believe the anointing in my life will flow like a rivers out into the congregation. They will be touched. They will be healed. That faith will make something happen." So the same thing with all of you here. Don't look down on yourself. Don't think that you are nothing. You are supernatural. Powerful, mighty people, because you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, and that is a privilege. Amen. The Holy Spirit is your helper; He will help you in everything. Have faith that you are filled with the power. Especially in this church, you are filled with the fire. You're all anointed people. Amen. Amen. Don't just look at your outside. Mm, I'm just a simple human being. I'm just a student. What a big deal! No, 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 no. You have. The power on the inside of you. You have the Holy Spirit, and He will help you in everything you do. Amen. Amen. So that is another privilege. Look at another privilege. Romans chapter five, verse one. Romans five one. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Another privilege of being a disciple is peace with God. This morning, I have a conversation on the way to church with my wife. She said we used to quarrel a lot. In fact, tell you the truth, before I came into the fire of God, we quarrel every day. In the car, sometimes on the way to church, we yell at each other. I don't know you have seen that before, but it's true. I mean, a lot of husband and wife going to church, they yell at each other in the car. 
They go out of the church, captain listen to the sermon. They yell at each other in the car. <laughs> okay. That's why they drive separate. <laughs> <laughs> This morning, my wife said, "Mom, it's so peaceful that we don't fight anymore for years and years. We have not fought each other or quarreled with each other for many years after we come into the fire of God, and the house is full of peace." Because we have peace with one another, mm-hmm. living in a house that your spouse always give you a hard time and yell at you and cannot get along. When you go on the bed, you just turn from each other and you cannot talk to each other. It's like hell. I used to be like that. I used to have problem with my wife, and it's like living in hell. You can you live in the same home, but you cannot get along. Mm-hmm. The same thing with God. You're living on earth here, and you cannot get along with God. That's why a lot of people are not happy. They take antidepressant. They're not happy because they don't have peace with God. Once you reconcile to God, you know that the owner of this universe loved you, and you and Him now are friends. You don't have problem with Him anymore by the blood of Jesus. He forgive you. He loved you. He's not against you. He's not your enemy. He's not going to quarrel with you. He just only comfort you, and take care of you. That peace, the peace that you have with God, will bring peace to yourself, and will bring peace to people around you. Mm-hmm. Is that right? When you have peace with God, it's so easy to have peace with other people. Amen. People who don't have peace with God, they always get angry, get mad, and then they will start to bite other people, mm-hmm. say something to make other people unhappy too, because they are not happy themselves. So that's why it's a privilege to have peace with the living God. Amen. Last one, Romans chapter eight thirty-eight and thirty-nine. Romans eight thirty-eight thirty-nine. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is the privilege of being a disciple. No matter what happened, nothing, 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 nothing can separate you from the love of God. God loved you so much. One of the things that I like about being in the revival service, when I'm so filled with the Holy Spirit, I cannot explain how I feel very well. But I believe you. Some of you may have a glimpse of what I'm saying. When I'm so filled with the Holy Spirit, I look at people. I can feel the love of God through my eyes, through my heart. I love them; they're so precious to me. And I know that all of you here are not perfect. You make mistake. You are not perfect people, but still, inside my spirit, when the Holy Spirit is moving, I feel the love of God. For you individually, sometimes I go back to lay hand on you again, because the Holy Spirit loves you. He wants to give you a double dose, one more dose. He loves you. He wants to give you to overflow. He cares for you, and I want to encourage you that, as a disciple, you can have confidence that God loves you so much, and nothing, no man, no situation, no circumstances, nothing. 
will be able to separate you from the love of God. He loves you and He means well for you. He wants to bless you. He wants to give you the best. He is a good God. Sometimes Christians don't understand this fact or don't grab a hold or get the revelation that God loves them. That's why they live a life of kind of mm, discouraged all the time. Thing ha- bad thing happened to me, but no, no matter what happened to you, He still loved you. Amen. How many people feel that way when God fill you with the Holy Spirit and you look around? Like last night, I went to eat a sushi with my family. I was sitting in that new sushi place. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, I was sitting there and look at people around there. Oh, I want to tell them about Jesus. I just feel the love of God in the inside of me that God loves these people so much. There is no condemnation anymore. You don't look at people and you don't like their face. You you condemn them. You don't know what's going on here. You just love people. Because the love of God began to flow to you and radiate to you, it's so wonderful to be the vessel of God that the love of God can flow to you, and then you're happy because you love people all the time. You're not mad at people. Amen. So nothing can separate us from the love of God, and He wants to show that love in a tangible way to all of you. This is a privilege. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for. Your word to encourage us regarding the privilege of the disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are your disciples, Lord. We are your servants, and we want to walk every single day. Wake up in the morning, before going to bed, we will remind ourselves of this privilege, Lord, of the value and honor of being your servant, Father. Help us, remind us by the Holy Spirit to realize that we are chosen. That we have you as our savior, we are forgiven. We are the saints of God. We can depend on the Father. We are your children, Father, and we have the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Remind us, Lord, that we have peace with you, and also we, Lord, can draw the love of God into our life every single day. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address: New Hope International Church, nine one seven zero Southeast sixty fourth Street, Mercer Island, Washington nine eight zero four zero. Thank you very much.